Ask Aubrey is supported by Eliza and Wild. Eliza and Wild creates all natural, high potency CBD products designed to give you targeted everyday self care inside and out. Their ingestible and topical CBD products are consciously designed with all natural and intentionally sourced ingredients and fully recyclable packaging. So it's good for you and for the earth. And y'all, Eliza and Wild literally does not have a single product that I don't love. I have them all and everything smells and tastes incredible and is made with ingredients that I can feel good about putting on and in my body. I take the CBD and MCT oil drops daily and they help me to really keep my anxiety and my tension under control. And they also have a line of amazing CBD topical products including this lip balm that I am truly obsessed with. And like, did you know that CBD actually has anti-inflammatory properties when you apply it directly to your skin? Because I didn't until I started to use this lip balm and it is changing my life. And also it smells amazing, which we all know is really important. And I know that you're going to love these products just as much as I do. So when you grab yours at elizaandwild.com, you can use the promo code Aubrey15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's elizaandwild.com, E-L-I-Z-A-A-N-D-W-Y-L-D.com. And make sure to use code Aubrey15, that's A-U-B-R-E-E-1-5, for 15% off. My name is Aubrey Henderson. I'm a self-worth coach and professional calm in the chaos. I believe that when you're feeling stuck in your life and you can't decide on the next right step, that getting some perspective or a pep talk from someone outside of your shoes can be an absolute game changer. This podcast is that pep talk. Every week, I'll share my responses to listener questions, real life coaching sessions, and interviews about topics that you can connect with and learn from. All things that will help you to reconnect with your own self-worth and inner goodness and vision for your life so you can feel great and get shit done. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey babes, welcome to this week's episode. This week... (laughs) I was moved by, as I so often am, moved by um, a conversation in my DMs on Instagram. Um, And this was a conversation with someone who listens to the podcast, is a devoted listener who has written in with questions before. Um, But we were having, you know, we're having a conversation and she replied to something I shared in my stories and it was, you know, sort of a like a quote. Um, graphic that said something like um, have the courage to be disliked or something to that effect right and she replied to this story and she said the story that said have the courage to be disliked she replied and she said this is my worst fear worst in all caps I will do everything in my power to be as well liked by as many people as possible And like this, this kind of floored me. I mean, to hear it put so plainly, um, 
and you know she laid it out so clearly this this was a direct quote I literally I went back into my DMs and I looked to make sure that I was correctly quoting her this is my worst fear I will do everything in my power to be as well liked by as many people as possible and I know that she is far from the only person who struggles with this right I think this is not uncommon. I mean, there's a reason that that quote is going around. Have the courage to be disliked. It takes courage. And so, I mean, that means that there's there's something that folks are afraid of there. And so, the, you know, the person saying this is my worst fear is speaking into exactly what that graphic was meant to speak into. Um, and I know that there are people who are hearing this right now who are like, I mean, yeah, I totally agree with her. I could have written that DM to you myself. Um, and as someone who, you know, has struggled not necessarily with this exactly, but kind of my own versions of people pleasing, my own versions of really, you know, craving that acceptance and, and wanting to be liked, it, it does make sense. Um, but you know me and you know what I'm about. So, you know, what I want to do is kind of break down why this approach is harmful and why this kind of approach of wanting to be liked by everyone is holding you back. And then a little bit about how to reframe it and begin to think differently. And so, you know, the first reason that we're, and we're specifically, we're not talking about here wanting to be liked kind of as a broad phenomenon. I think everybody desires belonging, acceptance. We all want to be liked. So I'm not saying you shouldn't want to be liked. What I'm specifically wanting to talk about here is this kind of desire for like universal likability, right? The desire to be liked by everyone. And so I think, you know, the first reason that we are going to we are going to ditch this need to be liked by everyone, that we're going to try to try to move away from this is because it's impossible. <laughs> I, I it's literally impossible. Um, you know, you're never ever going to be able to get everyone to like you, plain and simple. You know, just as if we were if we were goal setting, I would tell you this goal is not realistic, not attainable. You are setting yourself up to fail if your goal is to be liked by everyone. And I mean, if we think about it, even the most like beloved figures in the world, the people who we think of as like, well, everybody likes that person, they're not universally liked. The first person that comes to mind for me right now as I'm talking is Beyonce. Not everyone likes Beyonce. I know it feels insane to me too, even just to say it out loud, but there are people out there who who don't like Beyonce, who feel neutral about Beyonce, or who actively dislike Beyonce, believe it or not. (laughs) So, you know, literally for everything that we think of as being like broadly loved, there are going to be people out there who don't like it. And I think another another way to think about it is that you, listening to this, as a kind and loving human, as someone who wants to be well-liked, who probably likes a lot of people, you don't like everyone. I'm, I'm certain that as you are listening to this, you can think right now of at least one person that you don't like, even if it's somebody who you you know, would swear you feel neutral about or who you would say that you like, but you're lying. There is someone that you don't like. And I bet you can think of people that you don't like where you can't even think of a particular reason why you don't like them. You just don't like them. 
We all have that, those people, right? Like, oh, I just don't really care for them. I don't know why. And that is totally fine. And I think, you know, often in the same realm of people who really, really want to be universally liked, often are some of the same people. There's some overlap with people who really, we really want others to believe that we like everyone. I've been that person at different points in time where I really, I want, I want it to seem like I like everybody. And I truly want to like everybody. I go into situations as much as possible, you know, from the position of like, I really, I want to like everyone. But still, I don't. It's not realistic. There are going to be people we don't like and it's totally fine. It doesn't, you know, some of the people we don't like, we might think of as not being good people. But sometimes someone's a perfectly fine human and we just don't like them. That is normal. And isn't there, I think there's a, I'm I'm not going to attribute this to the correct person because I don't know who says this quote, but there's some quote that like, you could be the most perfect, ripest, juiciest peach. I remember this because I love peaches. Um, and you could be the most perfect, ripest, juiciest peach. And there is still going to be someone out there who just doesn't like peaches. Right? There's just going to, there are going to be folks out there who just don't like you. Even if you're great, even if you're lovely, even if you're accommodating, even if you are, you know, bending over backwards to be likable to everybody, you won't, you're not going to be able to help it. No matter how much you sort of twist and contort yourself to make yourself likable, some people just aren't going to like you, period. So why waste the energy? You know, why kind of pour yourself into this idea of getting everyone to like you if we know we know in our bones that this is not an attainable goal. This is getting everyone to like you is impossible. And then to me, aside from that very practical rationale of it not being possible, I actually think the even more compelling reason for me that you you shouldn't be trying to get everyone to like you all the time is because it's boring. And if you think for a second... You know, if you're a person who tries really, really hard to be liked by everyone, think about the kind of persona that you're putting out there. Think about all of the things and all of the parts of you that you're having to edit out all the time in order to, you know, be palatable or acceptable to a really, really broad sort of universal audience. And my guess is that the stuff that you are then, you know, feeling like you have to censor out or edit out of your personality and how you show up in the world are probably your opinions, your, you know, stuff that you're really deeply passionate about, this, you know, things that you think people might disagree with, but that you you really believe, like deep in your soul believe. The stuff that, you know, doesn't sit right with you and you want to fight to make it right and it really matters and it keeps you up at night. The things that are really, really fucking important are the things that we then have to edit out and we have to mute about ourselves, you know, to be liked by everyone, by this kind of like impossibly huge, broad range of people, this huge audience, you end up having to mute out all of those things that make you you. And I think, you know, we worry about being too controversial or making someone upset because they disagree with our beliefs or they might disagree with our beliefs. We don't actually know. 
but like if they're if these are deeply held beliefs, right? Then what you're really doing is that you're doing yourself and you're doing a lot of others a big disservice by silencing that just because someone some unknown someone might disagree or might decide that you aren't for them because of something that's really important to you and is really central to who you are. And if you'll, you know, if you'll indulge me here as I use a business example. So as somebody who, you know, has started her own business in the last few years and specifically, you know, a service-based business where I'm working with human beings and providing a service, um, you know, there is a ton of learning that I've had to do and specifically around marketing myself and marketing my services. And, you know, I have I have my degrees in psychology and counseling and gender studies. So I can tell you there wasn't really a, a unit in there on how to run a small business. So I'm doing a lot of educating myself on, you know, marketing my business, putting myself out there so that, you know, prospective clients or people who I think can benefit from what I have to offer can find me. And as I'm learning this stuff, one of the number one things that you learn is this idea of kind of finding your target audience, finding your niche, finding the specific person or the groups of people that, um, you know, that you are speaking to and that you want to help and making sure that, you know, when they see you, when they come across you, they know right away without a shadow of a doubt that you are for them. You are there for them. And they can see you and they can say, oh, yeah, she's talking to me. And a lot of folks, especially when they're early in their business, will worry, you know, well, if I'm marketing to like a really specific group and, you know, if I'm really specific with what I'm putting out there, then, you know, what if I'm not able to find enough clients or what if I'll like push people away? Like, I don't want to push anyone away. I want to, you know, work with everybody. I don't want to be too specific or too narrow but that's a mistake that a lot of folks make and the lesson you end up learning in all of this is that what you're doing if you're not being specific in how you're you know sharing with the world what you do or who you want to help or you know the kind of services you want to provide if you're not being specific and if you're trying to speak to everyone if you're trying to put something out there that is appealing to everyone you are actually speaking to no one. What you're putting out there is going to be compelling to no one. That the broad, kind of generic, nonspecific messaging is not actually drawing anyone in to you or to learn more about you because generic does not equal inspiring. Generic does not lead me to feel super connected to you, does not help me find common ground with you. Generic does not resonate meaningfully with anyone. And so I believe that same thing is true, not just for a business. I believe that same thing is true about you, about your personality, about who you are in your relationships. I think the same thing is true about just being a person in the world. I think that if you're trying to show up as a person who everyone likes, then you're going to show up as kind of a boring, generic blob of a human. And I, I don't say this to be mean or shitty. I mean, you know me. I, I do totally get this impulse. I don't, I'm not saying this to put anybody down or make anybody feel bad. I, but I think 
you know, I understand this and I understand that, you know, the idea of leaning in and really like owning your opinions and your passions and being who you are boldly and in a loud way can be really scary. I get that. And I felt that too. But I think the issue with the alternative and with what I think so many folks are living, this this pull to feel like you're liked and approved of by everyone, is that you're then moving through the world and presenting this sort of sanitized, generic version of yourself that you think is going to be appealing to everyone and make everyone like you, but actually it's not interesting to anybody. And it's not interesting to anybody not because you haven't tried to tailor it perfectly to be appealing to anyone or make it accessible to anyone, but it's not interesting to anybody because it's not authentic. And I think that that leads really to the final piece of this that I think is what makes this so problematic, why I think that we have to move away from wanting to be liked by everyone is because it's unhealthy. And what I mean by that is, you know, with what we just talked about, if we want everyone to like us, then we do this thing where we sort of twist and bend and contort ourselves or where we, you know, kind of like put white out on or mute or dial down parts of who we are that we worry are going to turn people off or push them away. And we end up turning into this version of ourselves that's unrecognizable, that's super sanitized, that's super bleh, and that isn't authentic. It's what we think other people want, and it's not actually who we are. And what we're doing is we're trading the ability to be who we actually are, the ability to be authentic and unapologetic. We are trading that away for other people's approval. And it's approval that you still might not even get, by the way. We talk about this a lot. You still might not even get the approval. You could still be rejected for being the, you know, version of you that you think is going to get you acceptance. And I promise you, I promise you that nobody's approval is going to be worth compromising your authenticity for. I promise. And this is also something that, you know, we talk about in the world of people pleasing, which there's a hell of a lot of overlap here. This can show up as not then having boundaries with people, right? If we want everyone to like us, then it's going to be really difficult to have boundaries with people. That's like the number one fear of setting a boundary is that it's going to create loss. It's going to, you know, sever a relationship. So we let folks walk all over us or we pretend that we don't have boundaries because we think that that makes us seem lower maintenance or easier to be with if we don't, you know, speak up about the shit that makes us uncomfortable or, you know, we don't ask for what we need because we feel like that's too needy and someone's not going to like that, right? And so it gives us a reason to kind of keep our boundaries super fluid and like really nebulous and flimsy in a way that isn't helpful and it leads to us getting hurt, it leads to us feeling resentful, feeling like we aren't important which is all then cyclical, right, is the really, really insidious thing about all of this. It all feeds right back into us wanting desperately to be liked and get approval because we think that's what's going to fill that hole. But it's also what's creating the hole in the first place. You are kind of like hollowing out this hole within yourself when you, you know, trade away the parts of who you really are that really matter. When we 
you know, let people violate our boundaries or pretend that we don't have them, we're digging that hole deeper in a way that we think is in service of getting the approval that we'd actually want to use to fill it. And we're just digging it deeper and deeper. And you know what I say about people-pleasing all the time, how we tell ourselves that by people-pleasing, it'll lead to more connection. People-pleasing will keep people around in our lives. It'll help me stay connected to the people that I love. It'll help people in my life understand that they really need me and it'll keep them around. And so that's how I maintain connection. But in actuality, people-pleasing disconnects us from people. And this is the same reason why. This is the same thing that I'm talking about here. Because by trying to get everyone to like you, you are projecting a false version of yourself. And no one can connect meaningfully to that because it's not you. They can't connect meaningfully to you when the version of you that you are projecting to them is not you. Okay, so to recap what we have talked about so far. So this mindset of wanting everyone and their mom to like us. One is a totally unattainable goal. It is impossible, not going to happen. There's always going to be someone who doesn't like you. Number two, it is also super boring. You are sanitizing yourself down into what you think is a more palatable, you know, broadly acceptable version of you. But really what it is, is it's generic, it is boring, and it's inauthentic. And because it's inauthentic, it's then closing you off to real connection. And finally, number three, this is an unhealthy mindset. It's, first of all, compromising who you truly are. It's devaluing your authenticity and your identity in favor of someone else's approval. And then this is ultimately one of the quickest ways that we see ourselves having flimsy boundaries or tolerating shitty treatment because we think that, you know, putting up with those things is going to help us be liked by everybody. When in reality, what it's doing is it's, digging deeper the hole within ourselves that we are trying to fill by seeking other people's approval and affection in the first place. It is not great. It's not great. And so now you're thinking, okay, Aubrey, I'm with you. I get it. Trying to get everyone to like me is impossible. It's boring. It's unhealthy. All these things. So what do you want me to do instead? And, you know, like most things I talk about here, we're talking self-worth. This is a long-term kind of life journey and project. This is not an easy snap your fingers change. Okay, we've got a mindset shift here that we're talking about. This is a mindset, a belief that we have really had ingrained and programmed into us. And you're probably carrying it all the way back from your childhood, if you're anything like me anyway. Um, So it's not a snap your fingers thing. It's not like by the end of this podcast episode, your life is going to be totally different and it's, you know, all going to be better. But the good news is that like most things, none of this is fixed. None of this is unchangeable, right? You have the ability to shift your mindset and then shift your habits and behaviors around this and shift your relationships in the way that you show up. You do have that ability. And so, you know, I think that if you have been listening to this, you've identified with the things that I've shared so far, you, you know, you relate to this, then You care about what people think about you, right? I think, And I think this is true for most people. I think it's not just if you're listening to this and you relate and you're like, yes, I want everyone to like me. But also just in general, you probably care what people think about you. You have the desire to be liked. You want 
to receive approval and acceptance from others. And I do, you know, I just want to affirm, because I haven't done much of that here, to be fair, it is normal to want approval and acceptance from others. It is human to want to belong. There's nothing wrong with that. It is so human. And I think it's important that you approach any mindset shift, anything in yourself that you're trying to change with, you know, compassion toward yourself as you currently are. I think I read somewhere recently, um, you know, I read someone say that all of our kind of behaviors as adults, all of the all of the behaviors that we're looking to change or the mindsets that we're looking to change, we developed in the first place as something that was adaptive, something that at one point helped us get our needs met. Even if it isn't serving you now, at some point it was serving you and it helped you get your needs met. So so meeting this part of yourself with compassion and seeing it as like, yeah, I want to be liked. I want to belong. I want to feel accepted and loved. And that's normal. And what, I, what I'm not about to suggest is that you then suddenly like, you know, walk through the world, two middle fingers up, say, you know, fuck everybody. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I'm living for me and no one else's opinion matters. I'm not suggesting like an absolute pendulum swing in the other direction, even though I mean, I guess that sounds great if that's how you're wanting to live your life. I support you. But the place I'm actually recommending that you start is just by narrowing the field of whose approval you're seeking. So if we're able to to name and accept that, like this sort of universal approval, this being liked by everyone in the world is impossible, right? We've already talked about that. We need to release that idea that we'll be loved and accepted or even liked by everyone, right? It's not going to happen. And ideally, you know, I, I will say ideally in the ideal case scenario and where I, you know, take my clients to on a longer term journey is that, you know, we are sourcing our self-worth and our our acceptance from within, right? I think that's ultimately, that's my goal for all of us in the long run is that you're sourcing your sense of worth from within. But I think a good first step on the way there is to stop letting our sense of wholeness and goodness as a human being depend on the approval of total strangers or people we don't like in the first place. And that's what you're doing when you say you want everyone to like you. You are giving power and weight to the opinions of people who you don't even know they exist. If it's I want to be liked by everyone, that's that includes people you are not aware of their existence. That includes people that you know but you don't like or whose opinions you don't value. That is putting a ton of weight and you know, it, it gives a lot of bearing to, you know, their opinion about you and your likability and your worthiness as a person. And that's what we need to let go of. It's not, you know, I'm not suggesting that you let go of wanting to be liked by anyone. But let's let go of those folks and let's narrow the field a little bit and stop thinking about how to be liked by everyone in the world. And instead focusing in on what it would mean to feel liked or you know, accepted by the people who matter the most to you. If it's important to you to be liked, that's okay. But instead of trying to be palatable to the whole world, instead of trying to get everyone around you to like you, everyone you ever interact with, start by, you know, try striving to be liked by the people that you like. So think about 
and if it's helpful to like close your eyes and literally picture these people or just you know do a mental exercise here but you know think about the people who whose opinions really matter to you the people in your life who you would ask for advice the people that you think of as role models or that you would consider to be close others people who you like and that can be pretty broad i guess the idea of people who you like but just think of people who you like and I think I mentioned this earlier, but remember that you also don't like everyone. I think there's this idea that, you know, we, we want to be liked by everyone, but we don't even like everyone. And, you know, as much as you might say that you like everyone, I'm sure there's people you don't like. I'm certain. And it's okay. But what I want you to do is I want you to begin to release the attachment to those people liking you. It's not releasing the attachment to anyone liking you. I'm not asking you to do that yet. But releasing the attachment to the people that you don't even like, let some of that go and refocus that energy instead on people where the feeling is mutual. And then let this be a barometer the next time that you're worrying about whether someone likes you or approves of you. And ask yourself, pause when you're thinking about that and ask yourself, do I like them? Because a lot of the time, I think, you know, I don't think we even ask ourselves this question. And especially as women, because I think we're trained as women to believe that, you know, our opinions of other people aren't as important as their opinions of us. But that's not true. You know, how you regard someone else matters. And you are allowed to decide that someone else's opinion of you doesn't count or does count. You get to decide that. And so that's what I'm asking you to do. I, I want you to promise me that the next time that you find yourself kind of fixating on whether someone likes you or you're worried about sharing an opinion that's important to you because you, know, you think someone might not agree with you and what if that means they like you less. Promise me that you will dig a little deeper into that mindset, into that fear, and ask yourself some questions. So things you could ask yourself do I even like this person? Is this person's respect important to me? And why is it important to me? What would it mean about me if this person didn't like me? What would it mean to share an opinion that someone else disagreed with? Am I being my fully authentic self right now? What parts of myself am I hiding to be more palatable, to be more acceptable? And then most importantly, is their approval worth trading in my authenticity? Just a little spoiler alert, no. The answer to that one is no, it's not, ever. The answer to that question is always no. Not everyone is going to like you. I know that's not an easy statement to hear. Not everyone is going to like you, period. But what I really want, I really want you to like you. I want you to like you. That's what's important to me. And really, that's what we're always working on here. And we're working on it together. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson, and I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty rad. Or you can send a good old-fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes.